Welcome to the podcast of Inspiring Women in Hospitality. I'm Noreen Ahmed, your host. Each episode, I invite a woman from the hospitality industry to share her story with us, why she got into hospitality, her journey so far, her learnings, and who inspires her. On this episode, we hear from Janelle, recorded in August 2022. She started her career in commercial real estate, and it was a hotel project that brought her her into hospitality, and she never looked back. All right, we're now recording. Hello, everyone. Noreen here. Today, I have with me Janelle. Janelle, thank you so much for joining us. Hi, everyone. So, Janelle, tell us a little bit more about yourself. Hi, I'm Janelle. Um, I work for EQ in an investment and asset management and management platform. I sit within the acquisition and asset management team. Um, I've been with them for a a year and a half, nearly. Um, And I've been working in hotels for the last six years, um, effectively working in different roles um, and different opportunities. Um, Kind of fell into hotels. Um, I know Noreen will dig into it a bit more. Um, And I go for things I like. That's why I kind of fell more into hotels after experiencing working on a hotel for portfolio. Yeah, no, it's important that we go after the things that we like. So um, tell us a little bit more about how you got into hotels. So when I started out my career, I started in uh, commercial real estate um, and looking at offices and logistics and retail and student accommodation all the combinations of it and looked at hotels on the leases side but never actually thought about it on the operational side and I moved to a company that had started to look at um, opportunistic and value-add opportunities and they were looking at operational hotels and um, they bought single assets and a hotel portfolio. And it was a massive learning curve, but it was looking at a very, real estate in a very different perspective. And I liked it. And in fact, I like traveling <laughs> and hotels, staying in hotels. Um, so it helped. And it was really, for me, I personally, very geeky, but like the intriguing part of how the business runs and how you can make money off it. And even the component of real estate itself. Um, mm. So it was a combination of um going for something I like and I wasn't interested in and it kind of fell into place mm. and what was it about hotels that you ended up having to learn like you're saying more the operational side of things rather than just say the lease or the legal side of things yeah it's a, a very different language so <laughs> hotels is a very different language when you come into like things you learn in the commercial side is not the same you don't speak the same effectively. Everything from the basics, from like RevPAR to how it works, how you can yield the side, how money flows through from whether it's occupants, driven by occupancy or ADR, or even the different types of hotels, like how you can leverage different um, markets and leverage different types of hotel based on where you buy it is like the... It is like the real estate side of commercial location, location, but it's also a different, every business will not run the same, even if you have the same hotels. It's how, it is very people focused um, and people driven industry. So it is, it's, it was learning that combination and how it works, because if you, the commercial side 
might still find that interesting as well. But um, the commercial side is a very different type. It's based on the covenants of the leases and etc. While that is applicable to hotels, there's a, a different part you have to learn in more detail. No, I completely agree. I mean, if you compare, say, a commercial like a retail business or even an office, I mean, offices business is probably the most hands-off, right? A retail, perhaps you have a little bit more involvement, but a hotel is like literally a 24 hour business with people constantly coming in and going out. It's a completely different beast when it comes to operating um, yeah. that kind of real estate. And it's effectively living real estate. You go there for a reason, like you do go to an office, but it's more like you go there for either enjoyment or a business trip or whatever you go there for you are that space interacts to provide some form of service in the sense to bring either I don't know not joy but like I go to a hotel because it provides me some form of service yeah I agree you definitely get a lot more service in hospitality than you do in any of the other and they're quite hybrid because now it's changing a lot where you see meeting spaces co-working you see it provides FMB or even there are retail units in some bigger or different types yeah. of data. No, I mean, especially, I mean, I don't remember seeing it so much in Europe, but definitely in Asia, I definitely saw a lot more of the mixed use um, type of assets where within the same development, you'll have a hotel, you'll have residential, you'll have office, you'll have retail, all yeah. of that all included into sort of one development. Yeah. And you see it now, even with the brands, like people buying co-working or like looking at different ways to using space in a different way and taking the step back even further what got you into real estate in the first place actually I I did a geography degree I did a physical geography degree so yeah I studied rivers and all that I like geography so as, as I was saying I liked it I went to an event um at university and it was a development event and um, me and my friend went to it and I was like, oh, I'm really interested. I started looking into it. Didn't even think of real estate as a career. I did a couple of work experiences and I thought, oh, I like this. Oh, I'll let me try this. Um, not knowing what or figuring out from the beginning what I wanted to do. Um, and ended up working for, no, I didn't, I did a master's. I came out, I came, came out during the last GFC. So the market was very different then. And I did work experience for a quantity surveyor and then fell into, uh, I didn't even go straight into real estate. I did a master's, went to, to work for a QS and then um, worked for a uh, institution for a while. And I was an intern there, trained there and then became an analyst. So it was, I, it, just, it was just, I think it's a combination, not of luck, but yeah, luck and opportunity mm. and what I chose to take effectively I was like oh I like this I'll go for this yeah oh um or this looks interesting I'll go for this um don't get me wrong when I was a GFCA when I came out and I did the masters and then I didn't even go into I was working in retail and then I got the core then I worked for the compliance guys for a while and it wasn't even in real estate or and it was it was in investment and trading but it wasn't the same kind of stuff so yeah it was combination like yeah I do really go for things I like really like so yeah no it's so true like I think I was talking to the about this to somebody the other day is that you know what do you really know when you're like 17 18 20 like how are you supposed to actually know 
yeah. what you want to be doing or where you want to be working. I mean, I was lucky enough that I knew I wanted to be in hospitality, but what I didn't know is what I wanted to do within hospitality. So then I went and did, you know, loads of different things. I did F&B, I did reservations, I did revenue management. I was an analyst as well, marketing. And then, you know, it's just the variety that you can get within hotels is amazing. Yeah, and I agreed. And I didn't really, I didn't even see hospitality as an option. I've never even heard of it. I was never exposed to it. So it was like, it was a new field that I got, I learned quite quickly. And if I like something or I'm interested in something, generally I, I'll dig into it more. And it was something I was already quite interested in and had the exposure or the ability for a company that allowed me to learn. So that was, I was very lucky in that sense. As in, I, I sometimes thrive in the deep end because I'm like, oh, I want to know this. And I'll be, it's like a, um, not a Tokyo brain, but like, you know, close enough. Um, now in hospitality, we're a bit renowned for being like, okay, you have to have a hospitality background if you want to have a career in hospitality. Was that a barrier for you when you sort of kind of came into hotels or did they see that as a plus? Um combination I think it's more on the people side meeting people like what hospitality school did you go to and I was like didn't go into one <laughs> and I had to learn the schools I didn't even know who the schools were I think that was the biggest probably learning curve for me uh-huh. like EHL and then I've, I've probably forgotten a couple is um there's one Cornell is another one Cornell the one in France and then there's I can't remember the names. I don't know the names, but everyone says the same one. But I once said the same name twice because one's an acronym and one's That's not. The name. <laughs> I think it's Lausanne. Yeah. Is that an EHL? EHL and Lausanne yeah, are the same. <laughs> I'm sorry on our on 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 everyone's behalf. I apologize right now. <laughs> no, but everyone is so welcoming, and it's it's and I bring my own take to it. I think as well so it's my own view like I do and I'm always learning on the perspective like didn't know how much housekeeping costs until I did operations or like learning how you can leverage or we look at the people skill and how to maximize and or optimize any kind of performance by actually taking not a chance but like really took looking at the business and way there's opportunity now, over, over my career, I've hired both people who've come from hospitality background and all the different schools and also people who don't come from hospitality background, because I think those who don't come from it can bring a different perspective and a fresh, fresh perspective on yeah. looking at things, which I really value as well. So it's finding a balance of both and knowing what you need uh, for which which type of role that you're hiring for. Yeah. And I know where to back down because I didn't know. Yeah. <laughs> so. So um, your desire for learning and sort of not giving up and that curiosity side of it, where do you think that came from? Is that something that you've always had or you've kind of learned about yourself along the way? Um, I think I've always had it. Um, I've always wanted to, like, uh, I wouldn't say I think ambition, but I'm quite driven in what I want to do. And I always go for things I like because I know I will strive for more and I'll do the best to my ability. Not saying that I wouldn't do anything else, but I would do make 10 times more effort. And because I find it interesting, I'm a bit of a reader. So I'll read a lot and um, try and understand it more and look at 
try and look at things in very different angles. Um, whether it's to my detriment, I don't know. But <laughs> um, yeah, I find I see it. Try to look at everything in an all-rounded view, and I still like the commercial side. I just found, and I would still, I still find it interesting. Not for everyone, but <laughs> I still, I still read really. I still like reading leases. Um, I still can look at commercial. I still read the reports for it to see how the market's doing there. Uh, but I just find hotels quite interesting and. Yeah, I feel like it's just, it's a combination of like something I've always had and then something I've fallen into as well. So I've had the combination and the ability and the exposure. I've been very fortunate with teams that had that have allowed me to be exposed to so much and experience it as well. So it's a combination. Yeah. And do you think that's also helped with your own career progression? that, you know, that being driven and that desire to learn and know more. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I think so. I think so. Um, I think it helps me and I'm not, I feel like I'm a people's person sometimes, <laughs> but I, I like to, I try and engage and I like to learn people as well. So I think it helps. Um, I'm a conversationalist. It's, is the best way <laughs> the nicer way to say it so if I'll meet you I'll have a try and conversation I'll learn I'll probably learn a lot <laughs> within about 10, 10 minutes or 20 minutes yeah I mean well being a conversational I think is a key skill to have within hotels as well anyways you, you have to be able to have conversation with people from really all walks of life because yeah. you just never know you know it's just by being curious and um and staying open-minded is what it's what helps you yeah yeah, and I, I agree. I think feel like sometimes an introvert because it is daunting, but I try in 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 a bit of everything. Yeah, I think it's you know, I consider myself an introvert as well. Um, but I know I know when it's important to me and when I need to be probably tap into my extrovert side. I yeah. just know that if I've been out a lot and I've been speaking a lot to people, that I'm gonna need a couple of days of me time. <laughs> To recuperate. Well, I agree with you. It's like too much socializing. I can't do this. I need, I need a TV and a cup of tea. That's what I need. Mean. <laughs> so it's just, I think, knowing yourself, um, and but not letting it, you know, kind of overcome or overwhelm you, and just finding that balance that works for you. Yeah, agreed. I, I think it is, and I think that's the journey that you find the hardest finding the balance for yourself. And I think, I think I found it. Um, and it's just yeah working within those boundaries like finding the boundaries that work for you uh some people like to work all hours or some people like to have the work-life balance but it's dependent on what you want out of that as well um, yeah you can have people who are just like really very structured about having that balance or they'll just like go flat out and then they just crash and burn for like five days yeah everything works I think <laughs> It, yeah in everyone is in everyone's own balance right um what works for you may not work for someone else agreed um so I have to ask you know I know of you know particularly real estate there's definitely a lot more men than there are women I mean we see that in hospitality as well yeah. but did you find that as well when you kind of came into real estate and did you feel that that was a barrier in any way yes and no uh it's probably going to be the best way to say it is in like I did find it harder to break conversation which I've never thought I would be able to I think it's harder I think you're perceived in 
one way when you were younger um because uh and different roles and opportunities sometimes I think it's harder for me um personally uh, to get opportunities or be looked at depending on where you worked or how you are perceived um I think what I've learned I found good people that I work with and uh, or found good people in the industry and I've made good friends and I hold on to them <laughs> they're harder and if I find someone I get along with I'll make the effort and I know where the barriers lie as well with certain people and where it wouldn't work um so I take advantage of the people that really work well for me and bring out the best in me as well um and yeah there is I think there is still barriers there's still a long way to go um personally um but there have been strides and in, in the industry I know the real estate side has moved further with the um, groups and certain companies and putting it forward much further um but yeah I think there's still quite a bit to go but and I did find it difficult I think it was a bit more reality shock coming from a bubble of school and university and thinking that if you worked hard you it, it would strive into greatness or something like do you know what I mean and it's not it's like a lot more political and then you realize when you when then I realized I think I was in a bubble because I worked in jobs like retail jobs when I was younger and I worked in yeah so it wasn't I was never exposed to that side as much and I did work experience but when I, when I got older what someone said was quite eye-opening was that you were never the competition <laughs> so <laughs> you were never exposed to it so I yeah wow that's harsh to hear yeah no, I completely understand and relate to that that bubble you were talking about. You know, I went from the bubble of being with my parents and being, you know, especially growing up in Bangladesh, you know, you have such a sheltered life. Like yeah. you don't get exposed to many things and they like try to protect you, almost overprotect you sometimes. And then, you know, you're kind of thrown into university a bit in the deep end. But to be honest, it wasn't as bad as when I then arrived in London for the first time with my first job. Like in school, it's still a bit of a bubble, right? Because you're in a safe, structured environment. Everyone's kind of going through the same thing. You know exactly yeah. what's going to happen. But coming to London with my first job, that was when definitely when the bubble burst. And I was like, how have I worked this hard for this many years to then get this job and be feel completely lost and clueless? And I was like, yeah, I, that, that's when I definitely felt I was thrown into the deep end. Mm. And learning about myself, as a result over that period it took me so long I took I feel like I I'm still learning today but it took me a good 10-12 years to get to where I am today I think that's it like I think everyone has their own journey and like my journey everyone's journey is different like yours was like a quite a big shock from where two different countries whereas mine was going from the bubble of life and university and a few jobs to then going into the career path I've chosen and it's just finding your feet and the thing is it's it's the people you just got to find good people and that's where it's helped me a lot so if someone is looking for good people what should they be looking out for yeah that's, <laughs> that's <not laughs> what I'm right I think um what do I think it's dependent on personality what do you want out of your career and what do you want out of the relationships you build 
I always look for friendship. It's <laughs> where this like I like I like talking to people, so I'm like, oh, um, and I'm intrigued. So um, and I like and the ones I don't know. That's a hard question. Um, but it's combining what you want effectively out of any relationship and we're surrounded by them there is in every industry and every team and yeah and I think it's so important as well to surround you people that even if it's people who help you it's also people that drive the best out of you as well like that kind of like people and then they won't step on you or like use well not use you but like you don't know the combination and I kind of strive to find people like that <laughs> that not like and do you have like different people that you go to for different things as well yeah yeah I agree yeah yeah that's so important right whether it's like friendships or even like in in work environments where you're building friendships there as well because you will work with people in different ways. You know, the more you get to know them, the better you will understand and understand how to best communicate with them. Yeah. And then working through that to understand, okay, who's going to be the best on my team, depending on what I need for this particular project, but it may <laughs> be so completely, true. completely different team for a different project. Right. So I agree. It's making friends with everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, I guess I have to ask the question, Has have you ever been in a situation where you couldn't make friends with someone? Because, you know, you can't be friends with everyone. <laughs> yes. And and that and learning that skill of managing that kind of relationships is, I think you learn, like you were saying, it was such a big shock to the system. Um, it's kind of that learning how to work with someone that you do, um, which is a very different relationship um but you find I think the best way to do that what I found was just like learning your own skill set as well like learning how you can work with them and changing not your personality but the way you work and that's sometimes that drives the best out of you as well in a way like you think about it a bit more or you adjust like how you approach a project or how you navigate and it's sometimes it is a betterment to you as well because some like the bubble you then you get used to that bubble and then you're like not challenged enough to <laughs> work outside it and then you you're like oh now I have to work differently but yeah yeah and I think um one of the things that you were saying at the beginning when you found when you first entered the industry and you said it was kind of hard to kind of break into that conversation mm. and if we think about it now especially if we think about you know men versus women you know, what would you like to see? Do you think you've seen changes already? And if not, what would you like to see different? So say someone's coming into the industry now, they're just graduating, trying to come into, you know, real estate, you know, what would, what would that world look like to you? Um, I think there has been a lot of changes. Uh, I know that a lot of people, I think, um, discussed it before is that change is being driven by a lot of people in the industry and especially women and I think that's the only way change will come and I think there is a lot of supporters now and I think it's at the same time again but like change makers that if you have is finding your role and fitting not fitting in but finding your own voice of what you want out of a role um 
and there are opportunities out there and to grab them where you can or where you see it and sometimes it's not your first choice or maybe it's not your second choice or your third choice but you don't know what you'll get out of it until you try and that's I think yes it'll be a reality shock but it doesn't mean you won't learn something and also finding figuring out what your balance is as well like it took me a bit longer like I would I would do the burnout stage and I would like a perfectionist stage and like is the industry change yes but how far has it changed I don't know that I can't answer that but it's like a big question right um I've been fortunate to be in teams that usually I am being women or one of two um you say you're even fortunate to be one of one of the guys are not fortunate as in like probably the wrong word but I'm usually one or two Um, there is a long way that's I mean there's a long way to go yeah there is still a long way to go in like the part but then I've been in teams where I've had female bosses Mm. and there's been two or three of us in the company or senior leadership Mm. teams but still I'm always proportional with the right word but yeah one or two of a much bigger team so there is still a little more openness but then there's also yeah because anyone's come coming in it may look scary but you'll there's still opportunity out there just find what works for you if that answers the question yeah no it does and it kind of like a follow-on is like would you like to be like is your would your vision be that it's like more balanced like it's more 50 50 or is this yeah what what would you like to how would you like that team to look like for you I think it's um yeah more balance I do yeah I think there should be more balance and more opportunity and consideration and I think we should also look at I know there's testing and everything else but also look at the person in a more fluid way because some people don't do tests quite some people it's sometimes it's just the nerves or like they can mm. be personalities and etc and could work well um I just think you have to kind of force change. That's how changes happen. They're not, it's not like, oh, let's talk about it and it'll happen. It has to be like a force change and it'll be done by the industry or the women or women in the industry or the the leaders in higher positions who want to help force the change. I don't think it'll be one of those that unless it's a law or requirement, it will happen naturally, if you know what I mean. Um, because never ha- it's never happened naturally, effectively. Um, I'd like to have more balance and more opportunities. Um, even whether it's like these conversations that we're having, something you're doing right now is exposing mm-hmm. the industry or like a, someone in a role that you never thought you'd be in a role uh, or even considered. Like I never had any of this. Well, we didn't have as much internet to say my age, but uh, you, you did have LinkedIn, but not to the level it has now, what you're expecting yeah. to. Um, and I think this generation is more forthcoming on what they want. So maybe it may drive, it probably would drive a different type of change. Yeah. No, I agree. I think, you know, what we're all doing collectively, you know, by me collecting the stories, by you sharing your stories, it's just, putting more visibility and awareness on all the roles and possibilities that you can have within this industry right I think that is something that I felt was missing 
when I sort of came out of hotel school and trying to figure out what my career possibilities could yeah. look like um, and trying to see what the future could be. Um, also, perhaps I didn't spend enough time thinking about it, to be honest. Me too. I, I just was like, yes, I'll just say yes to the first job that offers me a role. No, I'm going to earn money, more money. <laughs> Uh, but without actually really thinking about, you know, what does that mean for my career, my long term, like, what do I want and things like that? It was very, it was so simplistic, my point of view, when I first, first left university. So I think now it's definitely evolved, but I, I needed the time to go through it as well. I agree. And I think everyone's journey is different um, to get to wherever they want, but they're, they're still not there. There's yeah. still time, right? Yeah. Well, in, in celebrating, you know, change, I think definitely one of the things I'm, I'm particularly proud of this weekend when, you know, the women's um, European football, I mean, I'm, I'm not really into sports, but the fact that it got a lot of publicity and that it was seen on a lot of, you know, channels, but the stadium was full, like really mixed audience that made me really, really proud. Yeah, and I agree. And I like, they've come so far, I think what the pundits are saying like in 2018 they couldn't get sponsors yeah so the change is drastic and like it happened and it's been forced through as well so yeah so that's definitely giving us hope and inspiration for for our generation but also future generations (laughs) all right so (laughs) i'm speaking of inspiration i'm going to move on to my final question and that is who inspires you that's the thing I really thought about this because you're like who's inspires this and I was gonna it's a I think it's the people the women I've been surrounded by and seeing people do their own changes and how they view the world and like I don't inspire to be anyone but a better version of me like I always am my biggest competitor as well as my own <laughs> to my own detriment uh, sometimes but um I was going to say someone fascinating, but <laughs> but then I was thinking, who do, does? And it's like the everyday person that I meet or work with or like a team sometimes. And it's for different reasons. Um, I don't know whether that's <laughs> the best answer, but it's the way I view it. I do. Because um, there is great people in the industry like yourself who's making change. And I think it's very inspiring. Should I do a podcast? Probably not. <laughs> so, <laughs> which is good. Um, um, but that's your way of change and like even forcing roles through and like the recruitment side, whether it's people doing like building platforms like the WIH or the HTD or Lear and all those like bringing people together just to have a conversation or just a network. And even when they're not exposed to it, I think like we met through online on zoom yeah <laughs> <Literally, COVID. laughs> in person until two years later and that was because someone set up a platform yeah. to have a conversation yeah. um so yeah I don't know if that's the most inspiring person quite but um I think it's every single piece and you make it for different reasons no I think that's that's great I mean everyone answers is, is completely different so you know, you need to think about, you know, what it is that works best for you. And I agree, like, the, with all the stories that I've been telling, I think the the commonality is that every story is different, every journey is different. And that's the beauty of it as well, because we can't all be the same. 
right? We couldn't all possibly be doing the same thing because then we would just have no variety in our lives at all. So I think, you know, this is this is a great answer. So thank you so much. Yeah, my other person was Jennifer Lopez because I watched her documentary and she achieved everything she wanted at 50. And I was like, that's pretty ballsy. (laughs) Yeah, no, she's great. I watched that documentary as well. It was, was. I was like, wow. Um, Well, thank you so much for sharing your story with us today, Janelle. Thank you. Thank you for having me and thank you for considering me. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you were as inspired as I was by that story. Please follow us here and on LinkedIn where I post videos of the recordings. Stay tuned for many more stories of inspiring women in hospitality.